Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode looks ahead to the Delhi elections that will take place on the 8th of February and is of course a major political event and a major test for the Aam Aadmi Party as it looks to return to power in the capital. Its main challenger of course is the BJP which has really amped up its rhetoric in the last few days. So the story of this election till a few weeks ago was looking to be a fairly uncomplicated one. Since they took power in Delhi 5 years ago the Aam Aadmi Party has basically lost any semblance of a national footprint. It performed very poorly in Punjab and Haryana where it has a small base and also did very badly in the Lok Sabha elections last year. But in Delhi its crown jewel it holds a solid governance record and is showcasing the progress that it has made in education in transport electricity and water that is the narrative it hopes to push and that's what would suit the party and in response the bjp has attempted to make this election about national issues with its campaigns focusing predictably on the controversial citizenship amendment act and centering particularly the last few days on the ongoing protests at shaheen bag that's important and we'll analyze that closely so this is not the only episode we'll do i'm sure on these elections but this is something of an update and a way to lay the ground and joining me today is associate editor vergis george who's in delhi and here's some of our conversation so vergis i think the best place to start now is uh, the shaheen bag protests which is um, the past couple of days has become a major election issue and i thought that it's as good a time as any to get an update on what's happening there and also why it's being politicized so much at the moment well i think the protest in shahi bag which is uh, not very far from the jamia millia islamia university where uh, the incident of police uh, high handedness following a protest by students which was infiltrated by some other elements happened uh, so that protest has been continuing for several weeks now and that protest where uh, a, a few hundreds of uh, women initially began uh, sitting in uh, 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 without interruption and they took turns to sit there and then it actually sort of snowballed into a point where a lot of protest groups from delhi and surroundings began to gather on a daily basis uh, street theater songs uh, uh, reading out of the preamble of the constitution on the republic day a massive rally of uh, the protest against uh, the changes in indian citizenship law and changes in the uh, uh, way the census is being uh, proposed to be conducted including the national population register so now uh, interestingly enough in the delhi election i think it has become a kind of a point of bone of contention the bjp and its campaigners have made uh, shaheen bag into a, uh, 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 into a, um, a symbol of uh, sedition anti nationalism and general anarchy that its opponents say it says only its opponents are creating on the other hand uh, the people who are into it are staying put there other parties particularly the aam aadmi party which is defending its uh, uh, 
five years of rule and seeking a re-election, a second term, uh, and its leader Kejriwal uh, have taken a rather ambiguous position towards uh, Shaheen Bagh protest. Uh, he has avoided going there and also uh, uh, attempts to trap him on that question. Why is he not going? He has very smartly evaded and uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, avoided that question in a, in a very effective manner, uh, which is actually in, in uh, speaks to his ability to steer clear of uh, divisive and polarizing issues, at the same time creating a populist message of his own brand. So Shaheen Bagh, in many ways, is actually dominating the Delhi election campaign scene. Okay. Um, and, you know, for the BJP, is it is it about what uh, Shaheen Bagh uh, represents uh, in the protests or are they also linking it to larger issues of, I mean, I know that there's the protest, but there's also there also seems to be this larger discussion about how residents of Delhi are being affected by the protests. Yes, I think the BJP and uh, yes, a, a considerable section of the media, which is uh, uh, which cannot be actually characterized as fair or objective, have reduced sought to reduce Shahid Bagh, the gathering of the Shahid people gathering at Shahid Bagh as a question of uh, traffic uh, interruptions and inconvenience to people, which is only partly true. I mean, there isn't a major traffic. Uh, uh, disruption or inconvenience being caused. Yes, of course, it is in a public place and there is some inconvenience, but there is also uh, more than that an attempt to actually at one level divert that into a, a question of uh, public inconvenience. But more seriously, Shahin Bagh has been used as a dog whistle to accuse protesters in general. In fact, none other than Home Minister Amit Shah himself said that uh, BJP has to be voted, in, voted to power in Delhi to avoid Shaheen Bagh and no Shaheen Bagh repeats anywhere in the country. And also he actually used uh, harsher language at uh, one of the rallies where he said, okay, you uh, press the button on the EVM with uh, such anger that uh, the shock of that uh, your anger reaches people in Shaheen Bagh. So there is, instead of addressing the concerns being raised by protesters at Shaheen Bagh and elsewhere, uh, the BJP campaign has uh, sought to vilify uh, that protest, and uh, which is actually uh, in tune with the general overall approach of the uh, central government and the central government and the BJP uh, towards protesters, which is to say that okay, they are deliberately trying to uh, incite violence and misrepresent facts, whereas it is very evident that uh, the misrepresentation of the facts, the threats. And even uh, the, the, the divisive rhetoric, uh, these are all coming from the supporters and campaigners of the government, uh, the central government and the BJP. Um, before uh, Shaheen Bagh sort of became this major election issue, um, which I think is over the last few days more particularly, the, the election was seen more as a referendum on uh, the Ahmadmi Party's governance record in Delhi. And obviously they would like to keep it that way. And the perception was that they'd done enough to swing it this time to get re-elected. Um, so just going back a little bit, what, what were the major issues that they were planning to stand on? One assumes that they're going to, let's say, artfully avoid the Shaheen Bagh issue. But what, what would they like to draw voters' attention to? Well, I think Delhi's, election, Delhi's political uh, landscape has been curious. In fact, it has been representative of... Uh, and not an isolated trend, it has happened in other places also, where the people actually swing to one side in a state election and sing, swing exactly to the opposite side in a parliament election. So Delhi has had, uh, we've seen that thing uh, 
happened in Delhi uh, twice uh, now. I mean, in 2014, the BJP had won uh, 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 all seven seats for, to the Lok Sabha in Delhi. And less than six months later, uh, BJP was wiped out and the Ahmadni Party won almost all seats in Delhi Lok Sabha, reducing the opposition to, I think, only three seats out of the 70 uh, assembly segments. Now, again, uh, there was no dip in the popularity of the state government, at least perceivable, perceptible dip was not uh, there. But still, in the 2019 Lok Sabha election, uh, it uh, happened again in the sense uh, that uh, BJP could win all seven seats in uh, Delhi to the Lok Sabha. Now, the question here is that whether uh, you would see uh, that kind of a swing to the opposite side repeating again in favor of Ahmadi Party in this election. That is obviously what the Chief Minister Arvind Kedriwar would want. Now, uh, what, what, what is he seeking a re-election on? So, Ahmadi Party has developed a very uh, unique model of politics what uh, I would call an apolitical politics. There is hardly a political content to his uh, propaganda and rhetoric other than the fact that he uh, believes in an anti-corruption uh, governance model. So therefore, his governance and his politics can be knocked down into two main points. One is that he is against corruption. He uh, is perceived to be effective in uh, tackling corruption to a significant measure in uh, Delhi. And number two, he uh, is perceived to have delivered on uh, several development uh, fronts, like particularly in education, health, and uh, and and basic civic infrastructure in 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 around in in Delhi. Now, uh, so so he has sort of he has a very uh, typical, I would say, narrow view of uh, politics, which is purely based on governance, governance and delivery. So he has caught pretty well on that front. So he would want to keep the discussion on uh, Delhi election very strictly limited to those points where he is comfortable and where he is scored on. What he is uncomfortable and he is very meticulously avoid is avoiding is debates on larger national questions about the uh, direction that the country is taking, the constitutionality of uh, many decisions that the central government has taken. So, in the midst of all this thing, he has also a knack, I am talking about Kejival, knack to be on the right side of the nationalist discourse. If you recall, uh, a chief minister who wants full statehood for Delhi. Delhi is not a full state because Delhi government has limited powers compared to other state governments like Tamil Nadu or Kerala. Uh, while, he, uh, while full statehood for Delhi has been a constant uh, re repeated demand of the Ahmadmi party in power and out of power. Uh, he was the first, uh, among the first people to welcome the central's decision to, uh, so re to, 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 to take away the constitutional status of Jammu and Kashmir and in fact reduce that state into two union territories. He was the first of the block, among the first of the block to welcome that decision. So you have all these contradictions in his politics because that is how he keeps that attempt very wide and uh, uh, keeping all people uh, uh, without a religious uh, linguistic and uh, uh, linguistic element. There is a politics of linguistic element in his politics, but at least the religion and caste divisions he uh, prevents by having this larger kind of a populist uh, nationalism. Uh, one could argue that thing, but he 
uh, his politics he wants to keep it uh, to uh, governance and uh, governance topics which are primarily to which is anti-corruption and delivery of basic uh, public services. So, you know, in, with, with the Ahmadmi party itself, um, it started, and so this question is a little bit more about the Ahmadmi party's politics in general, but um, it started, of course, with very grand national ambitions that have been shrinking, um, you know, progressively, step by step. Um, there have been forays into ne- neighboring states, Punjab, Haryana, that in the general election didn't work out well at all. And um, it seems to be that the, the focus mainly is on, um, is on governance in Delhi and it's almost a bit like a, they would like it to be more like a mayor's election in terms of uh, very much focused on civic issues. Do you feel that that's, that's a smart strategy for the Ahmadmi party going forward? Uh, because it does seem like it's very much a strategy based on shrinking any kind of national footprint. Uh, that is very true because Ahmadmi Party, end of the day, uh, it cannot actually, it has not been able to uh, extend its footprint beyond the boundaries of Delhi. And so Delhi is in that way being an urban uh, uh, center. The, the influence of uh, other political questions about caste, uh, religion, citizenship, those issues which are more salient in uh, in more rural and more politically vibrant places outside of Delhi. Uh, so th- those kind of uh, terrains need a highly political, uh, political as in the sense that uh, uh, parties which are actually more tuned into the questions of rights, uh, the questions of uh, how the state-society relationship is defined, are defined. So many other questions that act, become part of uh, really high level of politics. Now, Ahmadmi Party does not get into those kind of things. Even from uh, it was, it actually was born out of a single point agenda of non-corruption issues. Fighting against corruption, that is a question of governance. It is not a question of politics. I would say. So, uh, Ahmadmi. So when it got into the government, it actually confined itself to that thing and with that kind of an agenda which is devoid of a political content uh, which Admi party could not actually extend into other places though it tried very valiantly in Haryana in Punjab and uh, even in Kerala at one point they did field the candidates in Tamil Nadu etc so it did not work and I don't think it will work but in the in Delhi Admi party has efficiently and effectively blocked the rise of BJP Again, not by questioning the kind of politics that the BJP represents, not by uh, sort of confronting that politics, but by evading and skirting those issues that the BJP is trying to put on the table and debate. That is what his smartness is. That is what his shrewdness and his acumen is. So he is not a political character in that way. He has a sense of public sentiment. He, I mean, the Kejriwal has an idea of what the public feeling is that. So he knows that if he actually gets into these questions of politics about the remaking of the nation and other things, he might be on a losing wicket vis-a-vis BJP. So therefore, he totally avoids and evades that question and then he tries to put the focus squarely on his governance achievements, which are quite a few. Now, the BJP on the other hand is very insistent that they will not want to be actually getting into these debates of governance, but they want the single-minded focus and the entire public focus of this campaign season 
to be on the contentious issues that it has proactively raised. Who are Indians? Who should be allowed into India? How we should uh, uh, figure out and uh, throw out uh, quote-unquote illegal immigrants? So these are the issues that the BJP campaigners from the top up to, uh, to, the, to the lowest level of the BJP campaigners are putting on to, to put, bringing on to the campaign and therefore it has actually become a very very uh, one could actually say that uh, Delhi though uh, we, we've said that okay Delhi could theoretically be argued that it uh, could be reasonably immune from uh, identity politics because of its urban nature the BJP's attempt has so far been to uh, really incite polarizing communal sentiment so to uh, to, to, to mobilize a majority of voters in its or a plurality of voters in its support in Delhi. So there is a very clear distinction between the way Amadmi Party and the BJP are going about it, as you rightly put it. While the Amadmi Party wants this to be fought as a mayoral election of a municipal council, while the BJP wants it to be made into a national uh, campaign, which is a mirror image of a Lok Sabha campaign, in order to understand it as a state election where local matters matter uh, should matter more than the national matters okay um and i think a good place to uh, conclude the discussion for now is to consider the question of whether the Ahmadmi party has any viable competition on the governance record front um you know from the bjp and also uh, of course we must acknowledge that the one we have not yet actually talked about the congress uh, it, at, at all in this discussion they did rule delhi for many years so there are leaders um, but yeah, let's let's start there. Do, does the does does Mr. Kejriwal have any viable challenges on this governance record front? Right. So that's a good question, and that is actually uh, we can actually uh, segue into the question of Congress because uh, the Congress campaign, uh, though it at least now it does not really appear in uh, in, in 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 the face of it that the Cong there is a very fierce triangular contest in Delhi. Congress is trying up trying to put a brave front, uh, despite the fact that. Uh, it does not have that energy, resources, and even leadership uh, in Delhi. But the fact that the Congress's claim uh, to, to be taken seriously in this election is based on 15 years of Congress government, which uh, immediately preceded uh, the Kajriwal's Ahmadmi Party government. Those 15 years were marked by a remarkable uh, change in the appearance of Delhi in terms of the physical infrastructure. The Delhi Metro, one of the flagship uh, uh, pieces of uh, of development anywhere in the country, the Delhi uh, Metro, uh, the Delhi Airport, um, and uh, flyovers, hospitals, stadiums, uh, stadiums in idea, uh, the, the the ironically, which actually led to uh, uh, the allegations of uh, corruption in the Commonwealth Games. So the face of Delhi had changed during fifteen years of uh, Congress government under Sheila Dixit which was actually backed by very robust national economic growth, which led to a, uh, a lot of revenue generation and uh, circulation of uh, money and construction in Delhi. So the Congress slogan in this Delhi campaign is about bringing back those days of the Congress back to Delhi, essentially trying to evoke memories of a prosperous uh, Delhi at that time. Whereas Arvind Kejriwal is saying, uh, his slogan is that Ache bitte panch saal uh, lage reho Kejriwal. So it's a combination of its governance record uh, of the last five years. Five years have been good and 
march on kejriwal lage raho kejriwal so and focus on the personality of kejriwal which is actually aam aadmi party is all about aam aadmi party is all about one man and people who trust in him uh, in his ability to deliver so that is how uh, that so there is indeed uh, a very credible challenge at least uh, uh, in, uh, theoretically to arvind kejriwal in terms of this governance record in delhi but then the congress is uh, in, in is gripped by yes and there are of other challenges internal and external so um, the notion of a triangular contest in delhi in this assembly election doesn't uh, look very uh, very valid to me and uh, from the bjp side who are the major leaders who are going up against the aam aadmi party well i think bjp uh, it almost appears to be that the bjp leader campaign is being led by home minister uh, amit shah i'm sure prime minister himself will be involved more in the next uh, few days uh, left in the campus uh, in the campaign but uh, as uh, some people might be even tempted to even suggest that delhi election is about uh, amit shah versus uh, uh, arvind kejriwal uh, delhi has uh, delhi bjp state unit has a handful of leaders Uh, see after the exit of uh, sushma swaraj and uh, arun jetli in unfortunate situation so in the last one year so that leadership is gone uh, but uh, you have a leadership uh, state level as well the union uh, minister harshvardhan is one of them then uh, you have manoj tiwari who is uh, uh, who is a uh, um, uh, what is called in delhi the purvanjalis the, the 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 people from up and bihar Uh, they have a significant population in in delhi so he is uh, being uh, sort of presented as a face of uh, of the bjp in here but uh, it it is very clear that uh, the home minister mr shah is himself leading from the front and uh, he is indeed in charge of uh, uh, the delhi election campaign okay so bhagis uh, thanks for that quick update i think we'll check in again before delhi goes to vote because i'm sure uh, there'll be other developments to cover then um, but thanks for joining us thanks for this quick update thank you shriram and it was great talking uh, to you about uh, delhi elections